Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So I've got Gavin here and he has lined up three interviews. So Gavin, how are you feeling about it? Uh, feeling pretty good. Um, after we kind of retooled my portfolio, polished it up a little bit, um, it has been better. Has been better. Um, had one interview last week, have another one set up for tomorrow, and another one TBD. Well, let's let's dive into that. Okay. How did that first interview go? <laughs> um, first interview went well. Um, one of the, I mean... Side note, I didn't okay. prepare you for your interview because you had it so fast. Yeah, I got <laughs> like, it. Like, yeah, we, I got like it we were have, are just starting to talk about interview prep. Mm-hmm. You go out and within a week line up an interview. So kudos to you. Right. I feel bad that I should have prepared you more. But right. I mean, I, I want to know, like, how did it? How did that go? So it went pretty. It, I, in my opinion, it went well. Um, I think uh, I leaned on my portfolio, since, being that the link was in the resume. So I did spoke, they pull it up. I don't know if he pulled it up or not. He didn't ask me any questions about it specifically. I don't think he was that familiar with it. It was just a recruiter. So, oh, okay. Um, from what he told me, I was just going to ask him basic questions. Past that, then they bring you know a manager or something like that in that we may get okay. a little bit more in the weeds with it. But it went pretty well. He spoke on um, Tableau specifically, Power BI. Those are going to be kind of the two key things that they use. Um, they're little. They also use Google Analytics that we spoke about earlier and okay. Google Data Studio. I'm going to show you some Google Analytics. Okay. Um, before you get uh, hopefully, so I guess let me back up. Typically, there are three rounds of interviews. Mm-hmm. So you just went through the first round, mm-hmm. which is the screening process. Exactly. So there, they're just trying to assess is this person who they who they say they are. Mm-hmm. So they might ask you some kind of softball questions. Um, then it gets into a an interview where they're starting to ask you questions. So it's more of the technical mm-hmm. and then a behavioral interview. So, and you gotta, you gotta pass each, each. So the first one is just make sure you're not 
crazy. They're unhinged. Right. <laughs> and you can answer simple questions about what you've listed in your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get past that. Then comes time. Typically, I guess it depends on the organization. It may vary. Mm-hmm. Then you get into a technical interview where they might start saying, hey, here's a data set. Mm-hmm. Pull it in a tableau and let, walk me through your process of how you analyze data. Mm-hmm. Um, then if you get past that, then they're going to bring you into the behavioral interview and that's where you might interview with your manager or maybe someone else on the team mm-hmm. and here they're just trying to see is it a good cultural fit mm-hmm. like do you do you vibe well with people in that company right because i mean think about it i mean we're, we're still kind of in covid era but mm-hmm. eventually a lot of jobs are going to go back to full time in on site Mm-hmm. So can they stand to be around you 40 hours a week? Exactly. So it, like if, if you guys clash, that, that might not be a good fit. Right. So, all right. I think what we're going to do – well, actually, I know because I've got this planned out. <laughs> so I've got four questions here listed out on the screen. And what I wanted to do was just role play. I'll ask you the question. You'll answer it. And then we'll have a conversation about how you answered it. Okay. So it's kind of it's going to kind of go in back and forth. Right. Of like in character. Because this is what you want. You wanted some like some prep beforehand. Right. All right. So the first question is, hey, Gavin, glad you're here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi. So I am a business analyst. I've been in the space uh, for about two years. Um, one of the main thing or one of the main platforms that I use is Excel. Um, but I'm very familiar with Tableau, as you can see in my resume. Um, one of the things that we built out specifically, what, well, See, I'm already in the weeds. Just, yeah. So, um, all right. So, I, I have coached you quite a bit. Yeah. Here, can you back up a little bit so we, so you get the um, some some good exposure to the mic? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this tell me about yourself question. You're right. You don't have Keep to go. I, it's funny. You got to fight that urge to go like specific because mm-hmm. um, they're gonna, they're going to like suss it out of you. Like, do you actually know? But but wait, because. I mean, one of the questions we have here is how do you learn Tableau listed out? Right. So they're going to get into that. But I would say at a high level, just like who are you as a person? Like what do you what do you care about? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you interested in? You right. know, um, like if, if I were answering it on your behalf, I would say, hey, my name's Gavin. Um, I've worked across a few different industries. Um, I, I, I've done quite well in sales. It's not really the kind of fit that I want. I'm more introverted. So – Applying for this job as a data analyst gives me an opportunity to, you know, be a little bit outside of the spotlight. I don't want to be on the phone all day long talking to prospects. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm actually good at presenting, like obviously because I've been in sales for years and have closed quite a few deals. But I don't want that to be front and center. So you see how I kind of went off on a tangent that like mm-hmm. doesn't get into. I mean, it's it's kind of a low key flex that I mean it is impressive that you're an introvert and you've done so well in sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to do that. Like touch on the summary, I guess, part in my resume, um, but just kind of give a brief overview of my positions, kind of some of the things that I did in those, and then kind of keep the pushing. Okay. Well, also too, like, how do you see yourself as a professional? Um, that's a, a weird question. All right. How, <laughs> you just, well, that's because that's what what. It, so it's tell me about yourself. Right. The subtext of that is we're in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What do you do? Like, what, what's your job function? Where do you fit in? Where do you thrive? It's mm-hmm. another way of kind of reframing that. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, as you said, very introverted, but I operate very highly um, when performing, uh, I don't know, 
<laughs> I'd have to think about it. Like everything that I do in an interview is normally thinking about it over and over again. So yeah, interesting. So okay. So like and this, what's cool? I don't think I've ever gotten that question. <laughs> what? Tell me about yourself. Well, not the first. You're not tell me about yourself, but you know, what are you like as a professional or something? That that specific? Yeah. I've never gotten that. Well, I mean, that's but like, well, that's the subtext of the question, though. That is true. Like, tell that me about true. yourself. The whole premise of you interviewing is, I mean, this is a little bit like cold and Machiavellian, but mm-hmm. you're going to be an asset for us. How are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to pay you X amount. We expect a return. How are you going to How are you going to proof out that return? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and. You don't want to lean solely just on that because, I mean, we're human. So mm-hmm. you, you do kind of want to talk about, like, what are, maybe you can incorporate some hobbies or what you're passionate about. For example, you can talk about, oh, yeah, I'm really interested in real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And then that could be a whole, like I said in the last podcast episode, and it's an emotional bid. You say, oh, you're interested in real estate. Tell me more about that. And you say, well, I mean, if we just pull up my LinkedIn or my Tableau portfolio – Here's some analysis I've done of the local um, real estate market in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So then you can start to like show that you've got that analytical skill set, but it's also personal. Okay. I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious how how have you answered it historically when they when they because that's they, like the first question. I mean, when I'm interviewing apprentices, that's kind of what I start with. Like, hey, tell me about yourself. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, normally I dip off into I guess my general experience, um, and then I, you know, as of last year, have the kind of project management background. So I kind of talk about that a little bit. That's um, huge. Well, I feel like we haven't really uncovered talk, touched on that much. I don't normally. Yeah, see, it's kind of so new. That, that within, is that is I, the fact that you have sales skills, which implies that you have soft skills. You have project management skills, mm-hmm. so you can manage a project and then deal with. In your resume, you said cross work cross functionally. Like you're, you've got the soft side of it nailed. Mm-hmm. So I understand why your impulse is to like kind of lean towards the technical to like prove that out because mm-hmm. you're still. I would say that is like almost like, that is a role. So I feel like almost yeah, I have to kind of try to prove that. However. Um, kind of, as you said, tell me about yourself. Let's just talk about the things that I do know of, I have more experience with. Um, lightly talk about, you know, obviously, the last thing I'll probably mention is going to be the analyst things because we're going to get off into that later on in the interview. You know, we start talking yeah. about portfolio. So maybe what you could say is, hey, I'm Gavin. I've worked in sales for a number of years. I've recently uh, taken on more of a project management role. And I've realized that that's such a key aspect of business that a lot of people miss. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of deadlines get missed. There's a lot of complexity to managing projects. I really enjoy that. Um, I'm actively developing my skill set as an analyst, especially. And this that conversational that conversation will shift as you get to your first job to your second analytics job. Mm -hmm. But right now, you kind of need to pivot as, hey, these are the skills that I'm I already have, and this is a skill that I'm actively you know, curating. Right. Because you can say, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, an appren- I'm a currently an apprentice through Greensboro College and I've got to work on quite a bit of, you know, different data projects and I really love this kind of work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're, you're starting to go like the specifics of, oh, the mm-hmm. ERP data instead of like, oh, yeah, this is my, I've gotten exposure to this and I've realized that, you know, I've kind of already been an analyst for years now. Because mm-hmm. you have a very analytical mindset to your day-to-day work right so yeah that's a good way to kind of touch on that cool yeah i think i think that's that's a good way of approaching 
tell me about yourself. So you want to make it personable, but then also kind of orient it towards business. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this will be more conversational. Right. Like if you say something about, you know, real estate, I'd be like, oh, well, hey, I'm thinking about buying a house. Do you have any recommendations? Right. And that can kind of be – this is essentially an icebreaker question, mm-hmm. and it kind of loosens things up. Because mm-hmm. if I was going directly at, well, you said you listed this. Can you prove it? Like it's like – really adversarial although i have had an adversarial interview did you yeah and, and i really deeply regret taking that job okay <laughs> yeah, okay well i mean you got the job so which is well weird. but it was an internship but like okay. the manager power played me the entire time and was dismissive and disrespectful and so as the interviewee mm-hmm. you want to watch for these signs like what okay. are some of these red flags so he basically tried to make me as uncomfortable as possible and put me on the spot Really? And yeah, and it was he was it the like way a that very he managed high, fast pace job. Dude, it, he was treating it like it was a Google interview. That's what I'm thinking. Like if it's fast pace, I and you it know, was I like the, the job was nowhere near that. Okay, but it was like he had this weird <laughs> delusional mind frame. Okay, or mindset, and then okay. it like totally bled into working for him. Mm. And I was like. I'm lucky that it was an, a three-month internship because mm-hmm. it was a terrible experience, but I learned, oh, I clearly don't. You, you learn want, what you don't I like. I don't yeah. want to be in this environment. <laughs> right. All right. I think we've got, we've got to tell you about yourself kind of framed up correctly. All right. So this is a good next question. Uh, hey, Gavin, I saw you worked on an analytics project in your resume. Can you tell me about that project? Right. So what we did was we created an ERP infrastructure for a packaging company. We were unable to – we were uh, – um, able to uncover uh, well, so what we did was conducted research um, through Excel data that they provided. One of the biggest problems that we had initially was uh, we had missing data points. So anytime you're missing any information in a data set, um, it makes it a little bit hard. You can naturally come up with assumptions, but that's not going to give you anything accurate. Um, obviously, we want to be as accurate as possible. What we actually ended up doing was reaching back out to the company, seeing if they could kind of pick and poke, um, trying to figure out those answers. But without that information, we kind of moved past that because they were unable to provide that. From there, what we wanted to do was model different data to generate different points or uh, generate different reports that they were looking for. We allowed them to give us questions, general KPIs, key performance indicators that they were looking for, um, and then we wanted to be able to show that. One of the big things that they asked for was wanting to show trends as well as forecasts for the future. And with that, we were able to build out a specific dashboard um, and increase the sales margin with specific accounts that led to a 10% growth in revenue. Okay, so... Uh... What I'm hearing is you built a dashboard. What what mm-hmm. interface did you use? We use Power BI. Um, okay. In Power BI, it works very well with um, Excel. Um, it's a very well cut and dry. I do have the ability just to kind of work with Tableau, but Power BI was something that they were already familiar with, seeing that they already had Microsoft. So um, we we're able to kind of work through that pretty easily. Okay. We're going to take a quick pause from the episode so that I can give you some more information about our career services program. Over the last four years, I have developed a very effective approach to teaching the foundations of analytics. And I've taken that same curriculum from my case studies and business analytics class at Greensboro College and turned it into a career services program. So if you've ever thought to yourself as you're listening to this podcast, man, John David's students are really lucky. You can have a very similar experience to them. Just check the link in the description down below. My career services program 
offers you an analytics foundations curriculum. So this will shore up any gaps in knowledge that you might have in landing either a promotion or maybe even your very first analytics job. And then you get to work one-on-one with me to help build your personal brand. So we will look at your resume and also help you develop a customized portfolio. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, so you had some data quality issues. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about them? And then also, how did you get around them? Right. So the data quality issues, as I said, we're missing some of the key points in data over a period of time. So we work with a data set that was over about five years. Um, and then naturally, how they were actually inputting everything to Excel, which we ended up pulling from, was by hand. So naturally, there were some things missing. We initially went back to the company said, hey, these are some points. Can you fill this in? Obviously, they're not going to remember anything five years ago. Um, so what we had to do was just make a few assumptions. But we also put those, pinpointed those assumptions. We wrote those down. So as we're presenting our findings, we're allowing them to say, hey, this is the findings, but here are some things missing. So these may be a couple variables that may, you know, if we had had that, may change um, some of our conclusions. But um, this is what we found so far. Gotcha. Okay. Um, one last question. What were the the key metrics that you guys examined? Um, the key metrics were. Um, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. All right. Uh, and see. Total sales generated, total <laughs> cost, and average margin. All right. Okay. So. I think. Okay. Good job. First of all. Right. Um, what you could have done is frame up and mm-hmm. give the context around the project first. Okay. So for those of you who are listening, Gavin's describing the apprenticeship project that we're, we're about to wrap up, what, this week or next week? I believe so, yes. Um, so I have like a very simple framework. So it's tell me about the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a three-step process. What was the context? So the context in the situation was you were building out the first analytics infrastructure for a packaging company in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you do it? Uh, we connected to their manually created Excel file mm-hmm. um, to Power BI to build out their first dashboard. Okay. Um, and then what was the result? The result was that they had their first infrastructure where they could actually they could use some interactivity that we designed as far as UI within the Power BI interface, so that they could figure out all right which of my clients are the most profitable. Okay. You know, which which of the projects are turning a profit on day one, day two, day three. Okay. Um, so so um, what you you needed to give that context first and then kind of talk about it about and and the thing is like even what I just laid out there is not super detailed specific. Right. What you want to do is let the interviewer guide the conversation. Okay. So far like, oh yeah, we built out the, t- the Power BI dashboard, mm-hmm. they might then interject, oh, that's cool. What what were the KPIs that you guys visualized? Like, what was the filters you added? Mm-hmm. So then you can start to, ha- it's more conversational. Because mm-hmm. I think you get into like, you're just like spitting that out. Yeah. Spitting it out mode. To where, I mean, think you almost need to put it, your sales cap on. Right, it needs to be and, more and, and start thinking about like, yeah. all right, how can I close them? Like, okay, you know, from a sales frame, you were trying to sell them that you're the right person for the job. 
Yeah, but then I'm throwing out just a lot of information they didn't ask right. for. It's funny. Inclu- inclusive. Yeah, I, I can see <laughs> you, that you, these are things that I tell people not to do. You were acting yeah. like someone who was three months into their first sales job. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> this is what you don't do. So, yeah, so you give a, a succinct answer. You know, you could say, hey, yeah, we built out the the first analytics infrastructure for a packaging company mm-hmm. in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You could literally stop there and then wait for them to ask, oh, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, we built out a Power BI infrastructure, and then they can say, oh, that's really fascinating. And then, because there's all of these questions that they might ask out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you took a manually created data file. Oh, that's int- they, they were manually creating that. I'm sure it was, there was all kinds of data quality issues. Did you run across any of those? So then you can talk about, oh, yeah, well, there was missing data for this one specific type of product. Mm-hmm. So we actually had to go back to the CEO and say, hey, we can't analyze what you wanted for this. What we can do to kind of salvage this is that we need to do a better job of tracking all of this. So then we can start to give recommendations on data governance and how to collect the data more mm-hmm. succinctly. Um, another way of framing these kinds of questions up, and this is, I'm totally, I'm totally stealing this, well, from Amazon. So Danny from Amazon was talking about, what he does is he, there's Bezos has this whole STAR methodology. So it's mm-hmm. situation, task, action, result. What you might want to do before you show up to the interview is take, take um, well, specifically you can do the apprenticeship, mm-hmm. and literally write it in hand. Write it down in a, like a notebook. Just like situation, task, action, result. Mm-hmm. And then write it a few, to- a few times different ways so you get reps in talking about it. Mm-hmm. So then when they ask you, because, I mean, I think in an Amazon interview, it's way more, like, rigorous. Mm-hmm. They may say, tell me about a time you showed leadership. So cause what he was saying when he prepares for these, like, high-level Amazon interviews, he has, like, 30 different star situations that he can just rattle off mm. pretty much in autopilot. Because then, then it's almost like you're rehearsing. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll probably go over that before my interview tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I kind of, I came up with, uh, you know, what, how, result. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty easy framework. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm not Jeff Bezos. Maybe just take the star methodology. Right. I mean, that's good. I mean, as uh, making it more conversational, um, you know, yeah. it's gonna definitely help out more. So I don't just kind of have mouth vomit <laughs> on the call tomorrow. So. Well, I'm curious. Do you typically do that in the interview? Not normally, no. Normally, okay. it I could be that more. you're nervous on the the podcast. Well, the podcast, I, I, it's just the the analytics space is very new to me, so it's almost I, I almost feel the need to like prove that I know what I'm talking about or do, and instead I just start rambling. It's so funny because like but, from a sales perspective, it's like low status behavior. It's almost like um, yeah, I, I need you to see me as an expert. Exactly. To where an expert would li- allow you to lead the conversation. Yeah, would just kind of like relax into it a little bit more. Yeah, know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, I th- it's a new space in the interviews and stuff, so I'm just a little nervous in that regard. But I think as I kind of go through it, I'll be nervous. But yeah, this is good practice, though, for sure. Yeah, well, um, and maybe there's some like self-soothing techniques. like So maybe just like pause and take a breath beforehand if that's not too awkward. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that that's necessarily uncouth. Like if, if they're like, I saw you... So the next question I'm going to ask you is, how do you learn Tableau? So you could ask me that, and I'm like, like think about it, and then come back. So like gather yourself. Right. Because, yeah, it's it's interesting, because you go into like um, 
that's like like rapid 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 yeah. words. No, when I first started selling, I did the same thing. But yeah, like so that that's the fascinating point. How did you get from newbie salesperson to was it just reps? Just having the conversation. It was just reps, and again? then I think when I was initially doing it, I had somebody talk, and they were like, "You need to pause." So like for a basic sales technique, before you like pitch a plan or something like that, they were like, "Hey, you have to fill in this time with a conversation before like seven minutes before you can pitch." So don't say anything, don't throw out any plans, just have a conversation. Right. And doing that, it allowed me to kind of slow down and then fill some stuff out and stuff like that. And then I kind of got a better rhythm. But yeah, it took me a second to figure that out. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, well, was my, that was my go-to when I first started selling. You need to take that same framework and apply it to <laughs> yeah. interviewing. I'm, I'm, well, because yeah. the thing is, especially in the analytics space, I mm-hmm. think people are not good at interviewing. I think that, because they, they are not in that seat very often. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few, like those top, Five, five to one percent of people who are just like in, like they're just they're just a hot commodity, right? But then, that, see that's so interesting because, um, like my my friend Christina, she got recruited by Google. Mm-hmm. They actually reached out to her, really? so she's in a yeah she's in like a different. It's like a she she became so like popular on LinkedIn that she had her own personal brand, oh. and then companies are reaching out to her, and it's a different. Because, yeah, if you're, like, over-explaining and you're fidgety and you're nervous, on just, like, a human-to-human level, they're going – it's kind of a – it's, like, a negative signal you're sending, you Mm -hmm. know? Which which I think that also, too, most of the people interviewing are going to be somewhat nervous. Right. This is just kind of a nerve-wracking. Yeah. Because within sales, you've got the the benefit of – you make sales calls every single day. Right. And you also, as you do it more, you're probably getting better at the conversation, understanding, all right, it's this type of person versus that, like you have mm-hmm. like tropes developed in your mind. So, right. oh, this person is, you know, very verbose. So uh, let's have a conversation to where this other person wants numbers. They want to return. They want this. So I think, yeah, so you as a salesperson have the benefit of having that conversation over and over again. To where you're not going to have the interview questions, you know, thrown at you at, you know, that high volume. Right. And I think it, it really just depends on, like, who you're actually speaking to. As you said, like, I at least on my first interview, I was speaking to a recruiter. So, you, as a recruiter, when I, at least when I worked in a recruiter, like, I wasn't that technical in the question I was asking. I just had kind of a list. Right. That's a great point. So, like, you start rattling stuff off. They're going to be like, yeah, cool, man. You're, they're going you're gonna to lose yeah, it. Yeah. So, just answer the question. Um, expand when you can, but don't keep it too technical. Like, right. they want to know that you're like, an actual person and you can comfortably get through the interview. Well, also, too, another thing that's also often not talked about is your your ability to craft a narrative and tell a story, mm-hmm. which, I mean, let's get on to question three here. So, Gavin, how'd you learn Tableau? So, I learned Tableau through Silvertone Analytics had an apprenticeship program. They allowed us to work through Excel, Power BI, and Tableau. Um, and then I just kind of leave it there. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, yeah, so wait, so you so you went through this program. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a world class program, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slight it's plug. It's good time. <laughs> um, but okay, so you you learned, and I'm, I'm still in character, by the way. So you so you learned it through that program. Were there um, any specific data sets that you worked? Yes. Yeah, so we did sales and marketing data. We did ERP data. We worked through financial data. Um, and the ERP data was actually one thing that we did on our final project. Um, so it allowed us to ask um, different questions with different types of data sets. We used all three platforms, and um, it kind of gave us a good basis 
um, as I said, for our final project. Cool. So did you build any like storyboards or dashboards or did you just mainly keep it into like one sheet? Right. So on my on my Tableau portfolio, um, I actually have we did Udemy reviews. Um, I'm a Udemy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Udemy reviews uh, for the um, for the actual. I don't know. What, what, what is the Udemy review? It's for the course, yeah. So yeah, the so course. the reviews for somebody's Udemy course. Exactly. Yeah. So for for somebody's Udemy course, um, and the goal was pretty much to establish um, what things that we need to improve. Um, so we were able to kind of quantify that. Um, what I also did was I have a general interest in real estate, so I created yeah. a, a real estate investment dashboard um, to kind of see some key markets and answer a couple questions that kind of would help me get started with investing. Perfect. I love that you incorporated your own unique projects mm -hmm. that you were, I mean, you could have said, oh yeah, um, I realize I've been researching the real estate market forever mm -hmm. and there's a ton of data there. So what I did on top of the curriculum through the apprenticeship program is I started working on my own portfolio piece. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I think that the way that you could craft the best narrative for how do you learn Tableau mm -hmm. is the simple, the simple answer is I learned it through a college program. Mm -hmm. um, you could elaborate more. It's like, yeah, we went through step by step working on a, we worked through real life case studies. So the instructor who was cool <laughs> actually is published on Udemy. So what he did was he, he put together a case study where we connected to his customer review data. And that was my first exposure to Tableau. And what we, we were looking at which of his courses had higher or lower reviews. We looked at it over time. So, okay, I guess, Gavin, what you could have done is, like, parsed out one of the, the case studies a little mm -hmm. bit more. Yeah. They and they talked mean, about, like, yeah. because what you're showing there is that I laid out the actual business use case, the data source, and then, like, the approach. Mm -hmm. So the, the tool Tableau is kind of secondary to the fact that, you know, we're trying to get at – how can John David sell more courses on Udemy? Well, the way you do that is you get good reviews. Well, if we can analyze this data where the reviews are bad, we can intervene and start to make improvements on the course. So that's where we can start to get a higher right. overall review. So I'll, spe yeah, I'll speak on all you know three, four, and then yeah, target the Udemy, go into Udemy. Also, you did a bang-up job. You calmed yourself down. Whatever you just did on that last response mm – -hmm. I want you to go back and listen to this because you didn't do the motor mouth thing. You right. like calmed yourself down and you weren't in your head. It was just, it was, it just felt a lot more relaxed. Right. I mean, this, this is some awesome content for the people who are listening because <laughs> they got to see someone in real time, like work through, Hey, Gavin, the way you're answering those questions are like, it's not you. It's mm -hmm. like, you, it's almost like your nerves are speaking. Exactly. Like you're yeah. So where you like calm? You're also smiling too, right? Like you, I I think you. I guess it's just nerves. Well, I mean, what, what do you I think, think? It's just nerves. How did that feel in your body versus the first two questions? It felt better, um, and I think it felt better because I felt like I had more direction. So. I, I knew exactly where I wanted to go with the answer, um, and okay. then I knew the two data points that are like the, the Udemy data and the, the real estate stuff. So I knew both of what I wanted to talk about, so I could kind of easily flow through it. As I said, uh, the more mental reps that I can get with it, it'll allow me to slow down. Also, well, I, going back to question one, tell me about yourself. I think you need to kind of sit down and maybe even take pen to paper and say, "All right, who am I?" Mm -hmm. It's like that 
that movie from Wall Street where Charlie Sheen's like out. Have you seen that movie? Um, no. He's like a Wall Street banker and he's having a crisis. And he's like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, think about like, like what, what is it that you care about? I mean, it doesn't have to be 100% work focused, but yeah, just think about like, mm-hmm. like, like kind of map that question. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I like do. the idea gonna, of like actually, actually taking a pen to paper. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, you having that, like actually having a roadmap in your head of like, mm-hmm. here is the, the narrative I'm going to tell. Point A to point B to point C. Mm-hmm. You're much more calmer than just trying to trying to wing it. Yeah. See, I'm like really good at improvising. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can when I know what I'm talking about. I struggle about. so hard to keep to a, stri- a script. <laughs> like when I was in Santa Barbara trying to record LinkedIn. Right. I, I kept improvising off the teleprompter. Oh man. <laughs> and they were like getting frustrated with me because like it's hard for me to just like yeah kind of just like straight off read off something and go like I just want to like I don't know. I got you, yeah. Kind of. I just want to vibe with it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. right. All right. So this question actually comes from the meeting notes with John Weininger, mm-hmm. who he is currently the analytics hiring manager at Home Depot. Okay. And he did a mock interview, which you should totally check out. He did a mock interview with one of my podcast fans, Abe Diaz. Um, and it's what like, on? Uh, it's, on, it's on our YouTube channel. So what okay. they did was... What, what's the guy's name? Uh, John Weininger. John... It's W-E-I-N-I-G-E-R or something like that. Okay. But what they did is they, on their own time, did a Zoom call where they okay. did a mock interview. Uh-huh. And, John, and you get to see John like actually go through his process. Okay. Then I uploaded that to YouTube, and then we did a live stream play, doing it a playback, like a sportscast. Oh, okay. Like, like question one, mm-hmm. and then John would be like, pause. Let me, let me elaborate on why I asked this question. Mm-hmm. So you, you watch that. That'll give you some insights into like, okay. I mean, H- Home Depot is like a name brand company. Yeah, it is. So getting to see like how one of their hiring managers works is fantastic. Um, but here's a question. All right. Um, Gavin, so what types of problems do you enjoy solving and why? Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? I don't know. Kind of got to get, yeah, I'm not sure. Um I think that one of the main, one of the, one problem that I'd like to solve or I enjoy to solve is real how estate. can we, well, yeah, real estate. Real estate, data. go. Okay, just go there? Okay. Well, I didn't know if I wanted to make it more functional as far as like to the actual job that I would be applying for, like as far as like um, actual business instead of a hobby, you know, which, I think, which do you prefer? I think problem solving is problem solving. Okay. So just go on there. I, yeah, I mean, well, so, that'd be the easiest thing for me to talk there. And I think that that's one of the gifts that I have is like telling decent stories. Because mm-hmm. and and I think part of it, I, I'm really good at lateral thinking. I can mm-hmm. think, um, in like, oh, this situation is like that situation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my friend Molly got. I was telling you about her. Um, you're you're going to meet her soon. Like, we're we're going to grab a drink sometime. In okay. Um, but. They asked her about a time she solved a problem, mm-hmm. and she talked about how she used YouTube videos to figure out how to change her brakes. Mm-hmm. That answer probably got her her first data science job, because she mm-hmm. had zero of the actual skill set, but her proving out that she can go online, carve out a problem, find a solution, and then implement it is huge. Because a lot of people are, they're like adult babies, like they don't, right. they don't actually think critically about things, and they just wait for someone to just like... Chew up the problem and mama bird into their mouth. So if you can if you can prove that critical thinking, I think that's that's huge and is very valuable. 
because it also it shows that you may not have all the skill sets now, but if you can really craft a compelling narrative, mm-hmm. that's going to convince the hiring manager that oh, Gavin's got this; he can figure it out. Okay, I can I can guide him a little bit, but he's going to do ninety percent of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. as far as acquiring the skills that he needs for the job. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, as you can hear me over here typing, I don't know if the mic's catching catch that, but yeah, I'm, I'm writing down a couple of things um, and kind of going to go through um, the YouTube videos, some of the other questions, just basic interview yeah. questions throughout. You're going to nail. You're going to nail these interviews. <laughs> yeah, if you I, can, I, if you can get, I think that's such a perfect metaphor for you, of like, don't be that that newbie salesperson who's been on the job for three months and is yeah. just talking too much. Yeah, like calm it down. Take your time. Make mm-hmm. it conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that, that'll be huge for you. Yeah. And I mean, as I said, the, the mental reps, like tomorrow before the interview, I'll have a whole kind of process that I go through normally before interviews to kind of lead up to it. Well, wait a minute. I just realized you had such a good response to this when we talked three months ago for your interview for the apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. You said, I love solving business problems. I'm so okay. tired of just making sales calls all day long. And just having the same conversation over and over and over again. The reason I want to get an analytics job is because I want to take on a more challenging, intellectually engaging role within a company. I like that a lot. Yeah. So you got you got you want to solve business problems. Like that's literally what you said in the interview. That's funny that that, that didn't come out when you were put on the spot just now. Yeah. More. I got you. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, yeah, I'm typing all this out for anybody. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I actually forgot. I was like rambling when we first had that conversation. I was like, I honestly enjoyed it because, as I said, it was supposed to be like a 15 minute call and it ended up being like 45 minutes, which I was surprised. That's at. what I'm saying. But keep yeah. that energy. Like you, like think about connecting with the other, the person interviewing you as a human. Because mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. Because it's almost like I've seen. The human Gavin, who's like engaging with me, yeah, and then I see the robot Gavin, who's like engaging with an idea, yeah, and is like almost associated or something. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. In that initial conversation, I didn't really know much about what I was asking for, so I was like, "Let me just throw a whole bunch of ideas at him yeah. to see what he says." So, yeah, well, yeah. it's like, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that. But what you did in that process is that i liked you and i was like oh i totally want to work with this guy right he seems motivated smart curious i mean these are the things that you want to pervade during the interview process okay so you got that you've got like that spark you know mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting because i i get i get why i i'm almost a student myself of people getting an analytics job because mm-hmm. i'm starting to unpack like why people go into that robotic technical mode. Mm-hmm. And is it, I think it's some level of like um, scarcity or intimidation. Like they're worried like, oh, if, if I don't talk like a robot, they're going to think I'm dumb. Right. I think you feel like, I know I feel like it's like we only have a limited time. I need to make them understand that I know what I'm talking about or, you know, I understand the tasks and the projects that are going to come about. So then I'm like, I need to fit all this at one time. And then, again, I've worked as a recruiter before. So it's like the person that you're talking to may not have any idea of what you're talking about. Like you're rambling off stats and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I only have a list of like five questions. You hit these five questions, I'm passing you along type of deal. So. Right, so yeah. you, I think that's the right frame. Like yeah. just um, 
connect with a human. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's also think about it from this this angle. It's not your job to make sure they interview you well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're what you're doing is you're trying to jump forward the interview question. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're like tell me about yourself, and you're like, well, math, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> statistics, Power BI, Tableau, SQL, right? Like it's like we'll get there. Like we'll uh, let let's let's see how the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're going to ask you the questions they want to know. Right. So just just like be in the moment, be present. And answer them the best you can. Right. Yeah, I, think I get the anxiety though. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said, new industry, you kind of like let me, you know, how do I want to do this? I've, I feel like kind of when I graduated, like how am I gonna, you know, apply to the job market? Like first time doing it, you know, if it was just a general sales role or something like that, I have no problem. Just like yo, know, this is what I do every day, every day. But like this is something new. So I just want to make sure I get it right. So it's just those general nerves there, but right, um, which it's it's so counterintuitive because it's like mm. you're over explaining, which makes people think you. It's almost like I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or at the least, you're sending a signal that you don't have confidence in your skills. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking too much and especially very fast, which I think I naturally have a habit of doing outside of interviews. So, yeah. well, it's interesting. Is like normally you're pretty calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's like a sense of adrenaline when I'm in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I totally, I I get in that space too when I'm uncomfortable. I take up more space and talk mm-hmm. more, which is like not. Yeah, I mean, funny. was it Mark Twain that said it's better to remain silent and be an idiot than voice your thoughts and reveal that you're an idiot? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like you, yeah, like don't or like you don't, you don't have to over explain right you know yeah like they, they'll they get like they're gonna ask the question that's gonna get at like can they do the job or not mm-hmm. um but i mean i think a lot of that is more self-soothing like mental mental management mental health management mm-hmm. like being able to understand that oh i'm going on a i'm going on a tear of this robot voice right let's pull it back take a breath let it out slow it down collect yourself because mm-hmm. i mean it was fascinating watching you me just pointing it out, you mm-hmm. did it. Like you right. went from question one, robot voice, question two, robot voice, question three, smooth Gavin. Right. <laughs> Gavin, yeah. who's like there and calm and collected. Right. Um, and then we went to blank Gavin in question four. Four, yeah. <laughs> what do I enjoy solving? I mean, is that a problem that you've had though? Like in interviews, like you, you just blank out? Um. Yeah. I mean, normally... Um, Normally, if it's a position that I don't think, like, I, it, like it, if, again, if it's a new position that's something that I don't feel like I've ever worked in, not necessarily saying I wouldn't be prepared for it, but if I've never worked in the space, um, I kind of feel like I need to prove myself. And in doing that, I just talk a lot. And it's the same thing I have in the sales role when I initially got in. It took me a minute to figure out, hey, just slow down. Like, you're talking too much. Well, I'm wondering if there's, like, some, I don't know, if infrastructure is the right word or strategy that mm-hmm. we can implement. So ask me that question. Take a shot at whiskey. Yeah, ask me that. Yeah, ask me question four, and I'm gonna role play as you. All right. Uh, what types of problems do you enjoy solving, and why? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm gonna have to think about it for a second. I think that might help. That might help. That, that like that t- gives you a second. It's it's almost like what politicians do. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that question. They're thinking. 
Yeah, but they're talking. Yeah, and but it's like <laughs> they're connecting with the person. Oh, that's a really good question, and then think about it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you went like deer in headlights. Like, a, yeah, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, like you were surprised. So I don't know. I mean, I think improvising in general. I think I need to be better at. I think I'm more calculated on a day to day basis. So if I don't think about the problem before it happens, then I. Especially when I have to deal with somebody else, I don't always address it or answer it the best. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's just like mental reps. Like when I used to play sports, we used to watch film and stuff like that. You already knew what to do whenever the scenario comes up. Right. Same thing I do with the interview. I think this, as I said, this one is different because it's a new space. So I don't necessarily know all the questions. So, um, I, yeah, as I said, just get nervous. Okay, so watching that mock interview with um, John from Home Depot, I think it's going to be hugely valuable. Okay. Because you're yeah. going to get to see kind of like you just made, you know, you you play. What did you play in college? Uh, two weeks of rugby. Okay. <laughs> no, I played football in high school. Oh, football in high school. So yeah. you were watching replays of the game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you knew exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Take the same approach. Mm-hmm. Watch watch that interview and kind of see. Because Abe's really, really good at, right. at interviewing. Although I think he probably like messed up a little bit too right and the thing is like you don't have to be perfect and socially like right smooth this isn't like i don't know the jimmy fallon show where it's all scripted and right, right you know right. there's a laugh track and the audience you know <laughs> applauses applauds right. when when the light goes on um so yeah i think that i think you're gonna do really well i mean did you freeze up at all in that screening interview um not not too much. Um, I think we had some connectivity issues. It was just a phone call. It wasn't like a Google okay. Meet, so like what tomorrow will be. So it was just that. Um, and I think that threw me off. Oh, so you got to the second round. I don't know. No, no, I don't know yet. It was just the first. Oh, so I thought you said um, he, he set up a Google. No, that no. I'm saying that the first the first last week um, was a phone call. Tomorrow actually be uh, Google Meet, like Zoom. Oh, then you did. You got to the second round. Oh, well, it's a, it's a new, it's, yeah, it was the first interview of the new, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, I guess you're, the first contact with him, that was just a screening process. Yeah, so th- I haven't heard back from that one yet. This is something new. Oh, yeah, something okay. New All more. right, it's, gotcha. It's, this is Zoom. All right, sorry, I was confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, well, what yeah. questions did he ask you in that phone screening? Um... Honestly, it really wasn't that technical. I mean, it was more or less what these questions were right here on the board. I think, you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, and it talked a little bit about Tableau. What are the bit? What were some of the biggest problems that you had um, within, you know, and within the project or something? That was really it. I mean, the only other thing that I said that I didn't really know much about is like I was like, yeah, Tableau, Power BI. And he was like, and I was like, is this something that would we would be using on a day to day? And he said, you know, Google Data or Google Analytics and Data Studio and that. That was something that I was a little bit unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the biggest thing that kind of threw me off. But I mean, I, I felt okay about it, but I honestly feel better about it having this conversation, um, taking some notes and stuff. So um, definitely feel good about the next. Yeah, I think that with you, it's like a confidence thing. Yeah. Like the more yeah. confident you get, the, the more, more the more times smooth. I do it. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I know you gotta you gotta go pretty soon. So yeah. let's let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Also, you're gonna kill it. I'm, I have good confidence <laughs> in you. And thanks everybody who's been listening. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. 
I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.